Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Kirby's Adventure. Kirby's Adventure was released in North America in May of 1993 by Nintendo, but earlier in March in Japan. It was developed by HAL Labs. Uh, you may know them at this point for the creators of Smash Brothers. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, things that I just thought were from Smash Brothers that are actually from Kirby. I hadn't. This is my first time, so I was like, oh, that's where that M tomato or these other items like that are in the game. So. Gotcha. At this point, HAL was owned by Nintendo. They were bought out a few years before. And this is a sequel to Kirby's Dreamland for Game Boy. And did that come out before Nintendo bought them? Or is, has it always been Nintendo with Kirby? Kirby has always been a Nintendo exclusive. Mm. Now, in Japan, this was known as Kirby's Adventure, the story of the Fountain of Dreams. <laughs> right? That's pretty accurate from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, Japan always gets those wonderful subtitles. Now, another cool thing about this release in Japan was that uh, the Famicom system, their carts were not just gray or gold, as the one we got for right. Zelda, but they had a wide variety of colors, and this was, in fact, a pink cart in oh, the Kirby cool. pink. Yeah, I've seen people who collect Famicom carts based on color, where they're just trying to get like the full spectrum. It's not even about, like, they don't even play the games. But... I don't blame them. They are beautiful. Now, in Japan, for the original Game Boy, there was a commercial where they showed you how to draw Kirby. And I guess the uh, beginning of this game is a recreation of that, even down to the music. Oh, that's cool. I, I really like, I thought that was a cool way to start the game. Like, And indeed, it, it does teach you how to draw Kirby. I drew a little Kirby at the top of my notes uh, on every page, thanks to that information. Yeah, he's, he's not the most complicated, but they break it down. No, he's not. And uh, this was also one of the last NES games released. Yeah, 1993. 93. Like, it was... Uh, After the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which I think is safe to say that neither you nor I, and a lot of people of our ilk, never played this game because we had already moved on to the Super Nintendo. I know I did, so... I, you know, I cashed out, so... I was like, I, I don't even... I sold all my old Nintendo games to get the money for the Super Nintendo, regrettably. Yeah. And since this was such a late game, it was... Also, the largest memory game ever released for the Nintendo at a whopping six megabytes. Oh, well, I mean, you can tell, though. It's, I mean, there's a lot going on. It's good look. Well, we'll get there. But. Indeed, we will. Let's talk a little bit about this game's playstyle. Now, I would say this is a classic side scrolling platformer with a little bit of a twist. For sure. It's got, uh, I mean, you still jump, even though it's. You can fly. There's so much you can do. They give you a lot of uh, movement options. Yeah, you are Kirby, um, who is not a ghost. I, I mean, you look like a ghost, but I don't think you are. Ghost marshmallow, maybe? Puffball? Something. I don't know. I don't know either, but you can float um, or fly. <laughs> and uh, you can do that just by pressing up. It doesn't require any special abilities or anything. It's just part of your standard moveset. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, but... I mean, they really cram a lot of uh, stuff into the, the controls here. Like, they only have a few buttons, so it's like you can slide, duck, run, fly, jump. Like, uh, it, it's pretty cool, but it can also be frustrating because 
I'm flying all the time on accident. I don't yeah. know if that you ran. We'll into get to that. that. Okay. I, I definitely have some points I'd like to point that out about. But uh, so as Kirby, he's best known for being able to suck up his enemies and then shoot them out as a star. And then alternatively, uh, which is a new thing to the series, you could that's all you could do in the original Game Boy version. Oh, okay. starting with the Nintendo version, once you've sucked up an enemy, you can press down, and then if they have a special power, you will absorb that power. Yeah, and you can. Like, you ever get two guys at once, and it does, like, the random... Oh, we'll get there. We'll oh. get there. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, in fact, so there are 26 different, what they call, copy abilities. Uh, some are only found in uh, mini-bosses, and others are just in normal uh, creatures. But to fully understand this game, I think we need to, real quickly, go through those 26 powers, Nick. Let's do it. Now, originally, my list was in alphabetical order... But then I realized that uh, my phone screen was not sized properly and it was cutting out the right-hand side of things. So it's a (laughs) sort of alphabetical order here. That's fine. We'll get there. So let's start with the backdrop. Okay. Yeah, you get get that from that beetle? Yeah, it's uh, pretty self-explanatory. You uh, use a mini-boss that you get it from. And once you inhale someone, you have basically got them in a hold and then you slam them over to the left or right, depending on which way you press. But the cool thing about it is it does a lot of damage, and things are hurt in the arc of the thrown enemy. It's a really fun, like, power. It's one of my favorite ones because it works just like I thought it would, and, you know, you can you can kill three or four guys if you get your little hop right. So, Indeed. So uh, what would you say about the ability uh, Ball? Uh, this is probably my least favorite one in the game. Uh, I barely use it. I really, I, I was hoping maybe you'd have some tips because it was just like you kind of bounce around. Like uh. Uh, I was with you at first, and I thought it was super useless until I did play around with it a little bit. And what you do is you turn into a ball, and then as you jump, you can get a higher and higher jump. But after your first jump, I think you're invincible. Oh. So you can like really tear through some guys. You can hurt them on the uh, ascent and descent. From what I could tell, I kind of had the feeling that I was like, "You got to learn how to use." You know, a lot of the some of the powers are a little more opaque, but uh, there's so many, and you just keep going. You know, I, yeah. I didn't run across it enough. And you get that yeah. from a, a enemy that looks like a ball, so it's pretty pretty easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have the beam. Uh, beam is an, or one of the earliest ones you get. I think it might be the very first one available to you. Is this like a little chain kind of a five stars or? No, it's a weird. Yeah, it. it comes out in a whip-like fashion. You strike from the top down to the bottom, and it's a little slow, though, so it, it can be a little awkward to use. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's one of the more basic ones. Indeed. And then we have Crash. This is one of the, like, super ones, right? That you... Yes, it's a one-use, Yeah. and it kills everything on the screen. Yeah, I mean, is that only from... Well, no, there are a couple enemies that you can actually get it from. Well, yeah, you can get it from mini-boss dudes, but there's also those little... I don't know, they look like a skull and crossbones thing, or... Yes, or the Poppy Brothers. Those are the little guys that throw bombs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's good. We'll get to him in a minute. He's one of the very first mini-bosses. Uh, after that, we have the Cutter. Yeah, it's a pretty good one, too. You just throw... It's kind of like a boomerang. It's like a bladed boomerang. Yeah. You can have, what, two out at a time? I think so, yeah. It's got a little range, but not, not full screen. But but the range certainly helps. Uh, then we have fire. So, not to be confused, fire is breathing fire. Yeah, you get like a... And it's a nice little like flamethrower kind of up and down. Like It lasts a little while. It is, but don't get your hopes up because it really only does hit the one level of blocks in front of you. It does not 
it will not destroy anything above or below. Uh, after that, I've got ice. And now that is the ice breath. It's just like the fire, but with ice. Yeah, not to be confused with freeze, which is like a field effect, but they both turn enemies into ice blocks that you can then kick. So Yeah, and those shoot all the way across the screen. Um, I think they do a lot of damage, but honestly, they almost never, ever connect with anything. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Kickle Cubicle. Did Hal make that game? I just now thought, I wish I would have thought of this earlier, but it's a similar where you freeze these like blocks and kick them at people. But Well, since we're la- too lazy to do that research, Cartridge Commandos, <laughs> you, you write in and let us know. Next up is uh, one of my personal favorites, and that is Laser. Yeah, Laser's awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorites, too. Like, I mean, I'm a big fan of all, all forms of lasers. And in this game, I mean, it is exactly what you think it will be. You, you just shoot lasers. But they, it should be said that if they hit a, like, 45-degree uh, angle, they'll, like, reflect up. So There are a few levels based entirely around that idea, and therefore you have to find the right spots to shoot around and get the bad guys. Bounce it all around. It's, yeah, it's cool. After that, I've got light, which I manage to screw up almost every time. I would, there, there, it's not that common, but some. In fact, I think there's only two levels in the entire game that you can use it in. Yeah, and it just lights up the background. Yes, and it's mean, only useful because in one of them there is a secret switch. Is there? It doesn't ever do any damage, even if you use it when it's not dark. Or I don't think so. I just, and it is a one-time use. Yeah, so, so it's pretty much worthless in my book. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is interestingly followed up by. Uh, the mic ability. It's one of the neater like abilities because, I mean, uh, well, you can only use it a few times. What, you get three uses total. Three shots, and you whip out a mic and start screaming. Yeah, it kills everybody on the, on the field or the screen. And it's cool because you get a different mic. Like, you can get, like, a megaphone or a classic microphone or Your a little... Your standard crooner microphone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. Now, after that, we've got Needle. It's a defensive power that, you know, just shoots some... Well, it doesn't really shoot. Like, spikes emerge out of your back. Like, kind of like porcupine quills. Right. And it's pretty cool. It's, it's a little faster than the other defensive ones, I think. And it's coming out, so I like it a little better. For I think that you're one. right on that aspect. Uh, after that, I've got the parasol. Ah, uh, the parasol. This is a... I didn't really use it that much, to be honest with you. Because you kind of, you know, you float down. It's okay. But you can fly, so I didn't really see the point. And... and well, that's true. My son did point out to me that it's actually very useful because it has three things you can do with it. It has the aforementioned floating ability. You can also use it as a weapon to attack, swing it like right. a sword. It also can protect you from anything falling on you from above or if you're going up, things that would be hitting you from the top. I see. Okay. I, I didn't know that. So I just thought it was like a, an okay weapon. Like Now, there are a few areas where that is beyond useful. Now, after that, I have the sword ability. I love the sword. I could see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of swords in general, and uh, getting to use one in a game is one of my favorite things. So, And this is a good sword. Uh, you know, it's got a nice yeah. swing to it. And when you jump, you get a nice uh, 360 attack. A little spin. Now, after that, we have throw. It's kind of the brother to backdrop. Yeah, and it's uh, equally as cool. Like, you you know, similarly, you uh, inhale the enemy to you, and then you can chuck them. And well, you only have, like, left or right, but you can kind of angle them up and down, right? Yes, yeah, so you can choose whether you want to throw them left or right, but then you can also angle them 45 degrees up or down. And the thing that's great about this one is that the strength of that throw is phenomenal. It's as, almost as strong, if not as strong, as the hammer, which we'll get to. 
think it's possibly the strongest, if not tied up there. Well, it's and it also goes a full screen. Like not all your other projectiles will make it that far, so it's uh, useful in that way as well. Now, do you find it as useful as the power tornado? I, I'm uh, no. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, because the tornado is a. Uh, I don't know. It was too out of control for me. I didn't like it. Uh, I, I couldn't figure out how to steer myself very well. So. Now, I like the tornado. I didn't think it was that um, hard to tame. But you do, uh, <laughs> once you turn into the tornado, you spin, you're invincible, you can tear through some guys. But as time goes on, you do slowly levitate up the screen. I, I just didn't get, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't feel driven to master it, I guess. So I enjoyed using it in a few bosses, I, the ones that were oh. all over the screen. I, I or up in the air a lot. I can see that. Now, after that, I've got uh, Fireball. Not to be confused with fire itself. Yeah, fireball, you actually transform into a flaming uh, projectile yourself and move forward. Like I guess in some versions or in Japan, it's called burning, which I, I guess know, makes okay. slightly more sense. I feel like meteor is what this thing <laughs> should be called. That is what you pretty much look like. So. Yeah, you turn into like a little uh, meteor or fireball, and then you fly horizontally across the screen, and you are invincible. You damage anything in your path, and this, one's a, this one is one I use a lot for many bosses. If you can get it, I mean, and it's great in levels too because you can just blast through most of the level, like because you don't fall. Like if you can, if you time your attack button, you can just yeah. keep kind of flying through everything. Now, next up, I have freeze. Freeze. This is the defensive version of ice, right? Indeed. So uh, around you, you have many little, I don't know, sparkly, sparkly icicles, snowflakes, snowflakes around you, and yeah. anything that enters that zone gets frozen, turned into an ice block. And you can knock them away. I think this one does a little bit more contact damage, though, than some of the other defensive ones. Right on. I don't have anything to base that on <laughs> but my feelings. I, I didn't use this one too much. Like, uh, if, if I'm going for one of the defensive ones, I usually stick with Needle. But I can see that. It definitely looks cooler. Now, one of the cool things uh, I think we both like about this and Ice is that when Kirby gets these abilities, he does change to a blue tint. Yeah, it's a neat little, uh, you know, kind of Mega Manny, but it, uh, you know, it's everyone a nice little Ice Kirby. Everyone can appreciate a nice palette swap. Mm-hmm. All right. After that, I do have the hammer. Uh, hammer is is awesome. Uh, hammer might be the best item or copy ability in the game. Yeah, it gives you. I mean, you have a wide swath that you can hammer out with that, and. Much like the sword, you get a full 360 spin, but the hammer has a bigger sprite. Like, you get more area of effect, I think. Definitely. And I think this might be the most uh, powerful item in the game here. And also, I was well curious, is this a Donkey Kong's hammer? <laughs> it does look like an old-fashioned mallet, so... Uh, it's very similar. Now, uh, after this, we have High Jump. Oh, yeah. High Jump is a great... I loved it a lot. I, I liked using it when I could, so... I, I wanted to like this one a lot more than I did, uh, and I found it useful in a couple places. You get it from a small, caped creature, and I wanted him to make me move forward, not up. Yeah, it's it's all right in that way, but it's cool that you can, you know, it turns your jump into a weapon as you're moving upwards, like, so, especially in vertical levels, obviously, it's a pretty useful uh, little trait. Now, I always thought that that creature was a tooth that had a cape on it. <laughs> And uh, as I called that out to my son the other day, he cracked up laughing, asking me if I meant the star man. Apparently, That's... it's an upside-down star. <laughs> okay. I, I, I kind of assumed it was a star because, I mean, I kind of thought more like 
Patrick Starfishy, but yeah. Yeah, I guess you know I thought that the two points on the top was like the crown of your tooth, but mm, it was well, a small sprite. So I'll take that. I'll take it. And uh, after that, we've got the stone ability. Yeah, it's a classic one for uh, players of Smash Brothers. Will be familiar with this. So. Oh yeah, if you played Smash Brothers, then you've totally used this ability. You uh, turn into a rock, and you fall. And there you go. That's it. You are invincible while that happens, and anything you come in contact with as you fall or are on the ground gets hurt. So it's, I mean, I don't know, is it strong? Pretty strong? It is pretty strong. You can also use it, um, there are a few places in the game where there is like a spike you can drive Mm -hmm. into the ground. You can either drive that in with the hammer or with the stone. Nice. Following that, I have Spark. Yeah, Spark is my least favorite of the uh, defensive ones, kind of. I feel like it's a sl- like it takes longer. And- yeah, and it is just like Freeze, except for less cool. Right, it's electronic, or electric, I guess. <laughs> After that, I've got Sleep. Okay, does this actually do any? It's just a penalty, right? No, Sleep is actually the most useless, because it doesn't do anything for you. Okay, I, I was curious because I got it on accident a couple of times and I was like, maybe this is, you know, like ball or, you know, like no, there's no. something there. This is just there to mess with you. Uh, basically, if you gain the ability to sleep, you take like one or two steps and then you fall over and fall asleep for a few seconds. And you are perfectly vulnerable, so uh, anything around you uh, will hit you, so... Yeah, definitely. There's a stay away. There's one level that is literally like nothing but those little sleepy guys at the top of it. Jerks, man. <laughs> uh, after that, we've got the wheel ability. I like the wheel actually. Uh, I figured you would actually like it a lot myself. Well, there's you know you turn into a little wheel when you press B, and then you just shoot forward, right? Uh, yeah, you can run over or through any enemy you want. You can go over two uh, block wide gaps. And it's, you know, it really, and there are certain levels that mirror this, but I was like, this is a Sonic the hedgehog Like, you know how you shoot forward and... Yeah. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. There are a few levels that are definitely designed for that wheel, and I really like the fun little animation when you turn around. Oh, the wheel. yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we've got the UFO. The UFO is maybe the best. It's the, the ultimate super uh, thing of the game. Because you can just straight up fly. Up, down, left, right. There's no falling. Full and flight. you have laser, so. Well, you have four attacks. Uh, what, what do you mean? Like, yeah, you, so? you may have not figured this one out. Okay. When you are in the UFO, you can fire four different attacks. If you very quickly tap the button, you do a classic beam. Okay, see, I did that once on accident. I didn't know. I thought maybe I it had a special... It is a very, very quick tap. Okay, okay. Then if you press the button, you get a laser. Mm-hmm. Then if you hold the button, you shoot a star. And oh, then if you wow. hold the button longer than that, you'll shoot a big star with a little star trailing around it. Whoa, okay. And so... I, that is the most powerful thing in the game, I think. But wow, it, it's definitely. But it's definitely up there. If you can take that into a boss fight, you it's are over. <laughs> But, yeah, it's funny because you just have to figure that out. Yeah, at no point does it tell you. I mean, obviously, because... Crazy. I mean, I was just so happy to have laser and flying, so, I mean, which... That was enough is, for you. Well, that's still pretty strong. Like, that's a good combo, you know? Like Indeed. And then, spoiler alert, the final copy ability you get in the game is the Star Rod. Does that really count? Okay, yeah, I guess, but... I yeah. mean, you get it. It's in your little... That's true. It's, there. it's down there. It's uh, pretty awesome. You just and shoot rod. You shoot stars. Stars. I don't know who Rod is, but he's getting it. I hope it's not Rod Serling. Yeah. Maybe Rod Stewart. 
Damn. He's getting old. I'll let him go. <laughs> Young hearts. Now, uh, the final thing I want to talk about here with the copy abilities is what you brought up earlier. And that is, if you inhale two creatures that have a special ability at once, then you will get, quote, the mix. Yeah, how does that work? Like, Well, two creatures have a natural mix end, whereas if you just let the timer run out, you will get the same power every right, time from right. the mixing. But once you've hit mix, the pictures like, start spinning through like a slot machine. Yeah. And if you press it, whenever you do, you get whatever random picture is in the box. Now, one thing I do love about this game is that every time you get a new copy ability, there is a little picture in the bottom right of the screen. It's got the name. It's got the name of the ability and then a cute little drawing of him using it or doing something with it in a goofy way. Yeah, and uh, it also if you press start to pause it anytime, it'll give you a brief little description of any power that you have in case, you know, you're more interested. But So yeah, the other great thing about the mix ability is that that little picture is Kirby with a martini glass Holding a drink mixer. <laughs> the first time I did this, I had, uh, like, one of the guys I got was a sleep guy. So I didn't know. I was like, is that what sleep is? Like, and I, So I kept next trying to experiment with sleep uh, fruitlessly, of course. But uh, Yeah, so really what you want to do is if you need an ability that's not in the level and you can manage to get two guys at once, it's just a matter of luck, really. But it's really cool because you can end up with some of the, you know, like Mike or Crash or these bigger powers, you know, and from getting small enemies. So it's, it's a neat feature. Indeed, you can get uh, abilities that you wouldn't find until many stages later in the game early on that way. Well, now that we've gotten all of the 26 copy <laughs> abilities out of the way, we have a few more things we need to talk about dealing with the gameplay itself. Sure. One of those is Kirby's health. You have six Six bars. Six your... bars of health. And uh, enemies do different uh, amounts of damage, taking off those bars. And you can get healed by the little pep drinks and those That's a... maximum tomatoes. Yes, maximum tomatoes. So if you've ever wondered what the M tomato is <laughs> in Smash Brothers, this is, what it, this is what it is and where it came from. Uh, and then, yes, I guess, how did you find, where did you see the name pep bottles? Is uh, that in the instruction book? Yes, yes. Okay, because... I, I was always kind of like, is this a bottle? What is this thing that is refilling my health? I wasn't sure. I always think it looked like a soda, like a plastic 20-ounce maybe. Now that I think about it, I I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So, Nick, did you uh, check out the instruction book this week? Oh, you know I did. You did? Well, then. All right. The instruction manual time. Um, this is a pretty, I believe, 32 pages long, so it's a, a little beefier than... Um, For a Nintendo game, that's pretty good. This is a late one, so... That's, that's not an, a role-playing game. Uh, yeah, that should be said, but it's uh, the whole thing is full color, and it should be said it's very colorful. They use all, you know, fully rainbow, spectral, like, it's it's pretty cool. And They uh, went all out of the printing press this time. <laughs> And uh, you have a mix of hand-drawn art and screenshots, so you get them both. Again, all all color. There's no uh, no black and white to be found. And uh, a whopping eight pages of story for the uh, the epic, well, it's not epic yarn yet, but, uh, you know. Now, I have found that since my son is a big Kirby fan, mm-hmm. there is a ton of backstory amongst these games. Way more than you would ever imagine. So I walked in. I did not understand. You know what I mean? This is my first Kirby game so other than Smash Brothers. So, um, But, I mean, basically, 
when he was going to uh, take his afternoon nap, he didn't dream like he normally did. So he knew something was up and went to check out the the dream fountain. Oh, and yeah, the fountain of dreams, man. Fountain of dreams. That's and where I would go right away. I, <laughs> it stands to reason. And uh, there he found uh, King DDD's asleep on it, which is that how you say it, DDD? The DD? I would say DDD. In fact, that's how I will be saying it because every other way sounds goofy. Yeah, if uh, any cartridge commandos are familiar with the pronunciation of uh, Kirby Land uh, names, let us know. But King DDD's asleep on the uh, fountain and uh, took the star rod and broke it into seven pieces that he gave to his friends. So I do like the fact that he gave them to his friends. Yeah, well, I mean, who, he didn't hide a... them. He didn't like give them to his henchmen. He's like, "Hey, bud, we watch this piece for me." <laughs> and so you are on your quest to, you know, get the star rod back, kick him off, and then get the dreams going again. So, well, that's you know, that's cool that it at least had s- some story in there because I think what we found in a lot of these other instruction manuals is that there is no story in these. Barely. Well, I mean, and that's just a breakdown. There's there's actually more details to it than I mean. I was pleasantly surprised, but. I, I didn't want to read it all verbatim, so. What about a good uh, enemy list in there? Uh, No, I actually have a special note that there is no enemy section or any names. So the few enemy names I wrote down for the bosses, I looked up separately. All right. Maybe other people would know some familiar faces, but, you know, a lot of, especially there's a, you know, there's 26... uh, powers so there's at least 26 different enemies so i don't know i I, there were no names in the book so now do they go through all of the copy abilities in the instruction manual they go through none of them uh well you might get a few of the the early three i feel like fire and beam and like in the in the actual game itself it has a right track mode it gives you kind of a tutorial that demos like four powers and shows you how to inhale stuff so you said the instruction manual was 32 pages right yes yes now eight of those are story well, um, at least eight to ten, depending on how you want to look at it, are controls. Like that's really the big chunk okay. of it. Because... I was wondering where the rest of these pages were. <laughs> what what the rest of these pages were? Well, I mean, you have so many. You, they cram a lot of actions into the D pad and two buttons. So you know, it explains you you know flying, jumping, all these you know sliding, crouching. You can run back and forth. <laughs> like you have well, a lot of options. Like you do. In fact, I think I, I forgot to mention earlier that one of your main attacks if you're not using a copy ability, is that once you've flown, you now have a mouthful of air. And once you mm-hmm. land, you can press your B button yeah, and mm-hmm. shoot out that breath of air as an attack. And you, you can do that in the air as well. but You can, and then you will fall. And then if you fall for long enough, that itself is an attack. Like, he'll kind of change sprites into a little dive. And yes. And he can... can slide, which is also an attack. And you can use it to break blocks that are the level below you. So as you said, there are a lot of things you can do, and I I agree that sometimes your thumb can get a little confused, <laughs> and you will be flying when you meant to be not. Well, I I mean I had some problems, but you know it's at least half my fault because uh, you know a lot of games you just press A to jump, and then while I'm in the air, I'm pressing up just uh, like like that's superstitiously helping or yeah, reflexive. Or it was definitely a habit I really had to force myself to break, and by the end of uh, my playtime with this game which we'll get to in a second. So yeah, there's a lot of controls. Um, you get um, some description of the bonus games. There's, what, three, four different types? Yeah, right? I, I, we'll get to that in just a moment. And uh, you, you get uh, level previews, and at the end you get some power-puffing hints and tips, which 
it, it does tell you about the uh, inhaling two enemies to get special powers, as well as, you know, it tells you about the door being brown. After you beat a level, uh, the door is brown if there's something secret left, or it turns white if it's clear. So And uh, there's a little star in the mm-hmm. door that mm-hmm. sparkles if you can if there's still a switch that needs activated there. So yeah, that's about all we got for the manual. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's a classy little read, guys. Was there a nice little section in the last two or three pages of just lines and the word note at top? Uh, it was memo, but uh, memo. and you had a little picture of Kirby. So uh, you know you always got to thank him for you know killing that extra tree to make sure that you had the room to write memos. <laughs> So we may have alluded to it a little bit earlier, Nick, but what was your personal history with this game? Um, it's almost non-existent uh, before tonight, uh, I or this week. I had played uh, a little bit back in the, the beginning of the emulator days where you could just play anything for free and, you know, I putzed around with it for a level or two. And, you know, I thought it was all right, but uh, I just never really picked it back up. Yeah, myself, I never played it as a kid. As we both said, you know, this came out after we had moved to the Super Nintendo, and there was no looking back yeah. at that point. <laughs> Jump ship, baby. Yeah, uh, 16 bits are nothing. <laughs> but uh, my son is a huge Kirby fan, um, so I have seen a lot of the Kirby universe from him playing. And right uh, I did beat this game once, you know, many moons ago in the, the when the emulator craze first started. And right on. We were just amazed. Oh my God, I could play any of these old Nintendo games again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, don't worry, Nintendo. I have since bought this game at least three other times <laughs> by itself for an, uh, various compilations. So you got your money out of me. <laughs> now, more recently, Nick, how much have you been playing this game? Um, I played through this game in about four playthroughs, I'm going to say. Um, it, it, the Total f- of? Uh, for hours, probably four. Four, five, maybe. Um, that sounds about right. I didn't do a lot of real like exploring and stuff. Like I, I thought I would beat it and then head back and, do, and have time for another playthrough to really, you know, to really shore up uh, my exploration. But I didn't didn't get back there. So I played through this game just once, mm-hmm. but I did one hundred percent this game. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I beat it over two days and I want to say maybe about three hours or so. Okay. And then I went back and then got the rest of the things I had been missing to get that final 100%. Right, right. Once you 100%, you get a harder version of the game to play. Oh, okay. And a sound test. Oh, that's cool. Or uh, I think you have to beat the harder version to get the sound test. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I only got a 73%, so uh, that's, what, a low C? Uh, in yeah. Our... <laughs> that's why I'm at the head of the class. It's certainly. So, Nick, this game, Kirby's Adventure, is huge. Yeah, there's a lot going on in here that, um, you know, I didn't know it beforehand, and I kind of do now, but I, I just still like to go back. But Not only do you have so many 26 different copy abilities, so many different enemies, you have lots of mini-bosses, you have lots of levels, you have seven distinct worlds, and each world has six levels in it, and then at the end of that there's a boss level. Sometimes it has a little bit of platforming in it sometimes it's just the boss what's really cool is that every world has like a lobby area yeah it's like your hub zone and you uh as you explore it more um it uncovers areas with doors each you know each little uh level inside the world is represented as a doorway that you go through they're numbered so you can tell when you're getting to the end 
And in each of those uh, worlds, there are sub-games and other little areas you can go to. Um, starting at level 3, though, you have to find switches hidden in the levels to unlock all of those things. I see. I don't. I found a couple switches, but um, I, I didn't really check it out much. I was plowing through still. So yeah, after level three, I think almost. I think every single level has a switch that will then unlock I a see. bonus area. Okay. And the various things you can unlock are uh, crane fever. Did crane. you play this game? Oh, you bet I did. It's uh, it's probably my, the easiest of the mini games, but yes, I think you're right, and it is the classic crane game. Uh, and you are trying to get plush Kirby's out of it. You can get a small one that's worth one up or a large one that's two up. So Yeah, and uh, I think that the further into the game you get, the faster the arm moves. Okay, okay. I, so I saw some in the early game, but I noticed I, did, I wasn't seeing as many towards the end, so I figured they phased them out or hid them. So it was, They were hidden. Uh, <laughs> Next up I have the game Egg Catcher. This is a gross game because you just stand there and King DDD throws, uh, like, what, 30 eggs at your mouth? Well, no. I mean, he's throwing eggs and bombs at your mouth. And you have to hold down your button to open your mouth, essentially. So yes. you want to close it when the bombs come. It's Now, this is a very bizarre game because not only is that act that you're doing weird, but it also takes place in a wrestling ring, possibly. And it's like... It, when I, you know, read about this game in the instruction book, I thought it would be like this kind of uh, slower pace. Like he's really belting a lot of eggs at you. It's yeah, this is the hardest of all the mini games. It's disgusting. Uh, I have, I had, I did not complete a single one entirely. No, I would get maybe three thousand points, or you know. if you can get all thirty uh, eggs, you get three free men. Well, you've earned it. So and then just... Kirby starts spitting up little chicks. Really? That, that oh, run around the ring. That's awesome. That's that's worth it alone, man. Yeah, indeed. Oh. Um, and then you have the quick draw game. Quick draw. I never beat it. I would always get to the last, to King DDD. But I, I, never I was actually it. fairly decent at this one. Yeah. So I enjoy it. What's really cool about it is that it's a Wild West shootout simulator with uh, Kirby on one side, villains on the other. You got like a cowboy hat on. Yeah, that's the great part about it is that everyone is like western themed. Everyone has yeah. like a western get up on top of their their but, normal Yeah, gear. they all have a different hat, right? Yeah. It's a reaction game. So when it when they draw and it says fire, that's when you have to hit your button. Yeah, you can't shoot before them or, or you, you get, get disqualified or Well, you get an X and two X's is disqualification. Oh. So, and then those three games, Crane Fever, Egg Catcher and Quick Draw, those can only be done once. Right. And once you've d- completed them, the door's boarded up. Yep, it's over. It's over. But you can also find a few areas that you get multiple uses out of. And those are the arenas mm-hmm. and the museums. Oh, and the Warp Star. But the arena is exactly what you would expect. You go in and you fight a mini-boss. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little feature. And, you know, you just do it to... If you beat them, you get, what, a tomato? You get a maximum tomato. Fills yeah. up all your health. And... You get their ability to take. Yeah, so if you're looking to power up before a boss or something, you know, I mean, you do have to beat them, but they're well, that's usually a, not that bad. But. Exactly. That's a great way to get the hammer. Correct. And because the museum is just, I mean, various. You have what usually is two, right? Uh, powers to choose from. Sometimes one, right? Yeah, so the museum has one or two enemies in it, and they don't attack you. They're just on a pedestal, and you can suck them up, take their power, and roll out. That's right. Fast food, baby. And the warp star is pretty self-explanatory. 
Yeah, you just well, you go in the door and you can warp to different worlds, right? Yeah, it's just a star for each of the That's different worlds. It's just a worlds. shortcut, too, because you can walk back. And you can walk between the worlds. It just takes a little longer. So did you do that a lot as the exploring person uh, for I, this game? I didn't do it a lot. I mean... I just wondered how you you know I was like well maybe if I want to go back and get a power and then hop back up you know but yeah I just, that's I how I know. used it I used it to go back and get um, some special power special copy abilities to use against bosses gotcha. but when I was going back through the game to fill my one hundred percent out I didn't use it at all because I was going from level to level <laughs> in order trying to make sure I didn't miss anything makes sense so those are all of the uh, special areas yes. Would you like to start talking about this game world by world? I think we should. I think we should, too. World 1 is Vegetable Valley. Vegetable Valley. Now, I guess one of the reoccurring themes in Kirby games is there's a lot of food names. It sure is. Uh, like, uh, I didn't quite realize it before going into this. So I was like, okay, I see where you're going with this, guys. But uh, that's fine, you know. Uh, Mario had donut planes and, you know, all Indeed. that stuff. So, And uh, Vegetable Valley is uh, pretty much a level of lots of grasslands, lots of trees, forest-themed areas. You're up in uh, the branches a lot. Yeah, it's a good... Uh, I, I will say that on 1-4, I really like the design of the level where... You're starting off horizontally through a forest. You come to a tree with a door in it, go through that. Then you're inside the tree going up, go out that door, and then you're up in the branches. Like yeah, it's you're very, up in the canopy. Like, it makes sense. There's, uh, And that's not the only level. Like, a lot of the levels design... Oh, the design of the levels in this game is, is brilliant. I mean, you really feel as though you're moving through areas, and they all make a logical sense mm-hmm. of when you go in one door and you come out another, you feel like you went through that area correctly. Right. The only thing that... And I mean, it's not even to the game's detriment necessarily, but sometimes it can be weird when you, you know, you go through a door and then you're just in a room and there's only one door, but that's the door leaving. Like you just came through, you know, like. Yeah, I definitely understand that. But that's usually when you're getting a power up or something. And it doesn't. And it puts you back out in a similar area. Right. Now, since you've started the game, you will find that at the end of each level, there is a mini game. Yeah, the bonus jump. Yeah. And for a long time, I had no clue what I was supposed to do. I did as well. Like I wasn't. I think I was on ice cream or on the second level before I finally figured out. It's like I push A. It's an. I mean, I read the menu. And they're like push A and just time it right. And I'm like, well, that... <laughs> yeah. And when they say press A, what they mean is press A at the very bottom of the bounce. See, I so, was trying to push it at the top, like right. on, your, on your rebound. So Kirby is falling. He hits a trampoline type thing, and then he bounces back up. So what you want to do is hit A at the very bottom of that bounce, and you will launch him past the 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And if you get to that 1, you'll get a free man. And the rest are just uh, descending levels of points. But Although apparently there is a secret, whereas if you can get a 7, and then a 6, and then a 5, and then a 4, then a 3, then a 2, then a 1, you will get 30 free men Whoa, or something really? like that. Wow. Uh, uh, it happens in a couple different Kirby games, apparently. Huh. I Well, I mean, I never... I. I think I got one-ups twice. I oh. could barely do it. Like, uh, Man, I was so bummed because I was on fire that first night. I was Once I figured it out, I was getting a free man every uh, other level. And then never again. I could get like twos and threes pretty much constantly. Yeah. But then like... It wasn't until the very end of the game, like I finally, like uh, the last two or three levels, I got two one-ups. I was like, oh. And I bet you felt really good because a UFO comes up 
Kirby <laughs> splits into three and does a little dance for you. And uh, he does he he does a different dance depending on every level, right? Oh, I don't know. Like, because there's one where he's like flat and he's flapping back and forth. I've I've seen several, so I know. I'm All right, well, sure, I need to pay more attention then. Hey, I'm just saying Kirby's got some good moves. What what I did pay attention to was at the level two area. There are there's things all the way up clouds balloons mm-hmm. you know whatnot and in the level two area there are balloons holding up what can only be described by me as like a bomb or a shell. Okay. Did you notice this? No, I, I didn't really. Go back. It's on the left hand side. I don't know what it is, but it's really weird if that's what that is. <laughs> like if you don't get this right, we're blowing the whole place up. <laughs> it's on you, Kirby. Now, also in these first few levels, you'll come across your uh, your first encounter with the star. And now we have said star many times in this, and it's not a star you throw or a star you shoot or a star you get. It is a large star that when you touch it, warps you around. Yeah, it's the, the warp star, but it often does appear to be a star that you can inhale. So I frequently, at least at the beginning, would spit out my thing, be like, oh, I'm going to see what power this gives me. And Oh, no, it gives you nothing. Or... No. It acts similar to the vine in Mario Brothers mm-hmm. as a way to access new areas. Or like like the rocket in Mario 2 where it just like takes you somewhere else. Indeed, but one of the things that's different about this game that really I feel sets it apart from so many games on the Nintendo is that it goes the extra mile. Mm-hmm. So when you take that star, a lot of times you'll get a really cool animation as you bounce back and forth and shrink towards the distance. Yeah, or like you're going up the tower and it's like you go around it instead of just in front. Or Or you'll even visit a whole little section of a level that you don't even go to. You're just flying through and bouncing (laughs) past. Yeah, it's cool. And it's just all these little things that add up and to give you a feeling that it's all a more fleshed out world. Yeah, it makes the place feel populated. Yeah, I really like that about this. And it's those little touches that really show that this game was made at that tail end of the Nintendo uh, life cycle where they were using every bit of their knowledge. They knew, they, I mean, and it's, you know, you've got some big names attached. Satoru Wada and, uh, what, Shigeru Miyamoto. Like, you know, they really had their a dream Their names were in like... the credits, so. Yeah, now, World 1 doesn't have any of those fun things because it's just kind of and easing it, you into the... It's smaller. Yeah. It's only got four levels. Oh, as yeah. compared to the other, you know, and then, what, the second one's five, and then after that it's all six, I believe. But Oh, I lied to you. I'm a straight-up liar. Well, so, I know. <laughs> so there are two uh, mid-bosses, mm. or mini-bosses here in the first world. The Poppy Brothers Senior this is a larger version of the Poppy Brothers, which is a guy that dances around. These guys are weird. I They creep me out, dude. They're, they're kind of like a mime. That's probably why. Yeah. They look like a mime. I don't like them. I wish you could all see me mime at Nick in the uh, studio right now. Consider yourself lucky that you don't. And um, (laughs) fighting back vomit. Uh, Anyways, they throw bombs at you. They're pretty easy. They're weird uh, back and forth jumping. Like they kind of have a weird pattern where it's not always exactly the same, but they're not. They only take a few hits. So they are the easiest of the mini bosses. I usually just slide under them when they jump at me. So Uh, the other mini boss that you encounter is Mr. Frosty. Who's okay. a walrus? Yeah, yeah. I got that. He, what, shoots ice blocks at you? Yeah, and runs at you. He's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But he's a great way to get that uh, that power. He gives you freeze, right? He gives you freeze. And if you can hold that until the end of the world, you are in for a treat. Does, uh, what's the poppy give you? Uh, he any? gives you a uh, crash. Okay, yeah. So you just that's get one shot. the one shot of killing everything. <laughs> Not as useful. Uh, the museum mm. here is uh, just got one enemy in it. It's got the the blade knight, which gives you the sword. 
Which is a good, like, all-around weapon, I think. And there's no arena here, so once you get done with all the levels, you go to the boss, who is Wispy Woods. Yeah, Wispy Woods. It's a very classic Kirby bad guy. I've seen images of this guy from a lot of different games, right? Like, Yeah, he okay. is in a lot of them. He is, uh, I think, on the cover of maybe one or two. And <laughs> I know he was a Nintendo Power, so it is yeah. a uh, tree with a really long nose. Which is a branch. Which is a branch. Right. You uh, know what I'm talking about because yeah. you've seen this yourself. <laughs> and uh, it's really easy. He's an easy boss. You just inhale some apples, shoot him at his face. You might. I just go park right next to him and freeze away. And freeze will take him down pretty quick? Uh, about three so. seconds. Nice. It is gone. <laughs> now, the bosses, they do not have abilities for Dune Hill. Uh, once you beat a boss, you automatically go on to the next world. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that is nice about these worlds is when you go to a new world, you do get a cute little scene. Oh, yeah, over in the, like, intro. Yeah, you get a cute little intro scene. Uh, it's usually Kirby um, trying to do something and then, like, messing up. Right. In a Climbing up a mountain. Goofy or... way. But uh, this world, too, is Ice Cream Land. Ice Cream Island. Ice Cream Island. Where... At least that's what I... <laughs> Where... Is it? Are you sure? Yeah, because it's, like, beaches. It is uh, beach-themed. And, well, there's desert levels, too, like, because there's some with straight-up cacti, so. Now, one thing I do like is that in the beginning of that, in that little cutscene, Kirby is sipping a tropical drink. So that's mm. two cases in this game <laughs> where they imply that Kirby is liquoring up. He's getting tanked, man. Don't blame him, though. No, I mean, maybe that's why he's got such a goofy flight pattern. <laughs> one thing, this is kind of the level, I think 2-3 was the first, like, one of these uh, like kind of big open rooms where it's like it's got a bunch of doors. It's not just a couple screens. You know, you uh-huh. really it, like that's uh, the game starts throwing more of these at you. I think uh, you know here in this world. So, which are the rooms I like the best in the game? Like, yeah, you've got to kind of decipher how to get like you know to you, the top. You can see other parts of the level you can't get to. Maybe you have to go out a door and back. I don't know. It's pretty fun. and It's a, it's a newer... They're introducing that here, I think. Yeah, there's a couple other things. Um, you, you definitely get into more water in this world, mm-hmm. which is a double-edged sword. I don't... I think it's a one-edged sword against you, man. Like, yeah, the water sucks, man. I agree. It just feels off. It's nice that you can uh, squirt in any direction, which is like your natural attack when you're underwater. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel right after you've been floating around and stuff. Well, and it's like a slow kind of, like, it takes a little minute to squirt that out. And I don't know. I If I'm in the water, I just try to get out, you know, as soon as I can. Indeed, yeah. because when you're in the water, you can't use barely any of your uh, copy abilities. Or you're, you can't uh, inhale, you, guys. Right? You can use the hammer, though. Oh, really? Oh. That super, super hammer. Mm-mm. Now, this is also the first time you meet the meta crew. Yes, I love the meta crew. They're some of my favorite battles in the game. Yeah, it's a cool little um, diversion. You get into a room that you think will be a mini boss, mm-hmm. but Meta Knight drops down, who is an awesome character. I I also realized that's who that was because from Smash Brothers, I didn't know Meta Knight. I was like, I just saw him in Smash Brothers. I never played Kirby, so I was like, oh, okay. So Meta Knight drops down, and then he calls forth some minions to fight you, and he goes off. Yeah, they have like four different, they have like the axe guy, a trident guy, there's like a, a spear. Um, and a ball a, and chain. They have like a flailer. Yeah, they're not too tough, but they're fun little battles, you know. Indeed, I find that 
almost all times though, it's easiest just to suck them up mm-hmm. and shoot them at the other guys. Yeah, because then you can take out two. The real challenge comes when you are at a group of them and you want to hold your item for something <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Then it can be a bit of a challenge. But otherwise, they're never too hard. And you can't eat any of them, right? Do they give you any powers? They don't give you any powers. That's I mean, you I can thought. eat them, but they right. don't give you any powers. Right. Now, the mid-bosses in World 2 are the Grand Wheelie. Oh, the big wheel guy? Yeah. It's just a wheel, but bigger. Yeah. Not hard at all. No. He, I mean, he spawns little wheels, right? That you. Yeah. In fact, I think you'll find that um, after this point, a lot of the mini-bosses will spawn a guy... That you can swallow to get an ability. Yeah, or or just spit back to hit him. Yeah, and the other mini-boss you fight is Mr. TikTok. Oh, the clock dude, right? Yeah, He is a clock. He has that generic pattern of, I jump and land and something comes out of me that you can suck musical up and notes, shoot at right? you. Yeah. For him, it's musical notes. And uh, that's fitting because once you've defeated him, you get the mic ability. And it's a big one, man. Now, also in that uh, world, you have a museum. That has two enemies in it, the laser ball and the hothead that gives you fire. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, this is where I first got the laser, so I was like, I'm I'm in, man, let's do this. Coming back to this museum a lot then, huh? Yeah, I mean, at least for in in this level, but I was too lazy. (laughs) And then uh, the arena features Mr. Frosty, so you can get that freeze ability again. So each arena has the same guy? Every time you go back, it'll be the same guy. Do they get any harder, or is it always the same? Nope, always the same. Okay. And finally, we get to the boss of this world, and that is Paint Roller. Yeah, which is a pretty witty name, since, what, are those rollerblades or roller skates? I, I'm going to say this is pre-rollerblades. I got you. But, uh, yeah, there's four easels in this. It's a girl? What is it, a cat? Or, I mean. I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a thing that roller skates and paints on the easels, and whatever she paints comes to life and attacks you. There's what six different. There's like a car, a baseball. There's a, yeah. They it doesn't all, matter. Get laser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can just blast away. And then you or, just go to the opposite side of where they are, and you just shoot a bunch. I like each of them. I know they each give you a different power. Like there's something that gives you can eat the bombs and get crash, and then just blast her. I, I think it kills her really quick. Oh, really? But, like you can get them from the thing summoned in the paintings. Yeah. Like the the car turns gives you a oh. wheel. Baseball turns you into ball. So I've never gone there without having laser or I, some other uh, power. I, I never even, I don't know, one of, to my detriment, I would frequently just be like, well, that's a boss I can beat, it's easy. Like, it'll give me what I need, like, instead of actually being like, maybe you'll go get laser or, <laughs> you know, to make this a real breeze. But eh. Oh, well. Well, then, uh, how did you feel about World 3? The, the Butter Building. I really like the Butter Building. Uh, I mean, you know, and so far and throughout the game, as we'll see, like, you know, they keep with these themes or butter building. It's like a bunch of castles and towers, different well, and colored. It's cool because the levels are stacked. It is it is mm-hmm. a tower going straight up. The whole world is unlocking new vertical areas to get to. Yeah, it's a good, uh, It's I like it. Well done, Hal. Now, this also introduces some of those super fancy scrolling effects this game has. When you're going around that tower in the levels, yeah, it's like rotating kind of, and yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Apparently, there's a lot of things that this uh, game did that mimicked having better hardware than it did. Oh, okay. I mean, I can see that where, um, like in Super Ghouls and Ghosts, there's certain those levels where you're you're walking and it's like you're going around a tower and it's rotating. But I feel like they, you know, these look almost just as good. Like exactly, they, they I pulled think... it off. So 
And I do have this note here for the, well, the mini-bosses. This is your first fight with the beetle dude, right? Bugsy. Bugsy. Okay. Uh, and for all you uh, Animal Crossing fans out there who have also learned their bugs along with me, that's a stag beetle, my friend. <laughs> a stag beetle. Well, you know, I actually knew that as well from the old school monster manual because you could fight giant stag and bombardier beetles, but... Um, this guy sucks. I think he's the hardest mini boss or one of them. Like you mean because he intercepts you at any cost. <laughs> he will grab you with his things. And then, you know, he's doing, he's where you get the body. What is it? Body slam. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he or does throw. that to he's you. He's one of those two. Yeah. And he slams you around and he is pretty charges rough. at you. Like you just have to stay away. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not impossible, but this was the one where it's like, he's got a few really strong attacks that really make me mad. Now, the other one you find here is Bonkers, the gorilla. Oh, he's a gorilla. Okay, okay. With the hammer? Yeah, with the hammer. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, which is also weird because I'm like, is this another weird Donkey Kong thing? Or right, I don't know right. what's going on. Hmm. Uh, you also fight Mr. Talk and the Grand Wheelie again somewhere in there. but Yeah, they re- they recycle a lot of the, the mini-bosses uh, throughout the game. But I also, 3-3 also is this cool, like, where it's got the mirrored rooms. There's, like, the red and the... The blue ones where they all have corresponding doors, you know, ones, they're the same as each other, but backwards. And you're, it's like you're right. going back and kind of like Goonies 2. You know, that's what it felt like to me. I, thought I it was, can totally see that. I thought it was a neat little, uh, you know, neat little room. Now, the museum in World 3 features a Starman, your favorite. Get that high jump. <laughs> and the arena has the grand wheelie in it. So you could go back between the wheel and the high jump, man. You'd be set. Oh, uh, I'm in love. Now, I really love the bosses of this level. Uh, they are Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright. Yeah, they're really cool. I, I uh, uh, This is one of my favorite boss battles, actually, because uh, it's well, like... Their designs are awesome. They look cool. You got like a moon and a sun. And they take turns. So when the moon is out, the sun is uh, kicking your butt. And when the sun's up, the moon's kicking your butt. And they get... What do they both have their own life meter? Like yeah, five or six bit. hits, maybe? and. You know, you can get powers from them, too, like when they shoot their, whatever they're shooting, like, because you can get fire from the... Sure. I don't know. From the sun guy? Mr. I'm always using a high jump in here, because that just tears right through them. Oh, man. I really regret not experimenting to <laughs> get some bosses more with this stuff, because I'm always like, no, you got to use what they're using. Like, ugh. See, I'm the opposite. I'm the kind of... Uh, player who always wants to be over-prepared for the boss fights. I, ah, man. That's why the end of uh, every RPG I fight is like literally just walking through areas where I'm like, oh, I, I'm about 15 levels higher than I ever needed to be to fight you. I saved all of my items. Every elixir and mega ether I could ever want. <laughs> but back to Kirby, you defeat the boss, Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright, and you find yourself in World 4, the Grape Garden. Which is kind of a deceptive name, I think, because I don't recall seeing any grapes or a garden. So. No. <laughs> this is like a cloud kind of air yeah. theme. There's like some castles at the beginning. I really love the airship levels. Yeah, like, that airship is super cool. Like, uh, I, Although the propellers do not hit you. They look like they will. I thought, like I was avoiding them, and it made the level a lot harder. And then when I finally went through one and realized, I was like, ah, I'm dumb. Well, you are a little dumb, but I'll forgive you because, uh, I don't know, I agree, those airships are really cool. They're really well designed, and 
Well, you may be thinking, oh, Mario 3 airship. No, no, no. These blow those ones out of the water. Well, you can fly. So you have, you know, there's a bunch of small airships that you can weave in between. You know, this is kind of one of the areas where I did actually did some exploring because you can, you know, fly down to different ones and try to get in the doors and find hidden items. And you Did know. you find that switch in this one then? Uh, maybe. Maybe. And there's a switch in every single level of this uh, I, um, world, so. I, I know I found at least one or two rooms or things that, I don't know, things. I found some things, so. I hope you, you did. <laughs> now, did you find uh, the mini boss of this uh, world? Rolling Turtle? Rolling Turtle. Oh, he, he's, uh. I was going to say, I'm guessing you didn't like him much either. No, he's also one of my least favorite because. When he spawns his little enemy for you to inhale and fight back with, uh, it's like you got to be right there. They have a weird. It's kind of hard to get it just not, right. Like, not only do you have to be really close, but if you get close to Rolling Turtle any other time, he will grab you and do the throw on you. Yeah, and it hurts. It sure does. Well, I, did you have a special weapon you recommend for that? That uh... I don't have one. I recommend. I I don't really remember what I used. I. A lot of these bosses, I try to go in with something that's like fire or spark or something right. that, that is damage. Well, that's that is a that is damage over time, where you can just hold your mm. button and as they're doing their animations, it'll go 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 and tear yeah. off some of that health. Now you also Ooh. fight uh, some more Poppy Bro seniors, but this time it's a two of them at once. Yeah, this one, this where it gets a little. That gets a little tricky because they. Like we kind of said before, they don't follow the set pattern as much as you might think. Like they kind of wobble back and, you know, deviate left and right. So, Your other favorite is in the arena here, Mr. Bugsy. Yeah, he's back. He is back, back again. But they're, they're not any different. They keep coming back, right? Like, no, they're always the, the same strength, uh, same I health, thought. all that. And uh, in the museum here, you'll find Nappy. Your sleepy buddy. Oh, that's the sleep guy. Okay. And Bubbles, the ball guy. See, I even thought that I was like, okay, if it's in the museum, then it must be, have something. No, <laughs> it's just there to mess it's with like, you. It's like putting a poison mushroom in, I don't know. <laughs> in the museum. So the boss of this level is Cracko. Weird boss. Like, what's it like? An eyeball with little eyeballs? And well, he's like a spiked cl- cloud. And a cl- Yeah, what? Like, Well, here's the even weirder part. This boss has been in every single Kirby platformer to date. Really? Apparently, he's a a mainstay. He's an institution. And, yeah, so he's like a cloud with spikes, which doesn't make sense. But, you know, and there's an eye in the middle of it, and he shoots lightning along the ground. Yeah, it starts off, though, kind of, like, weird because it's like a vertical. You have to keep moving up, and he chases you. Yeah, you need the high jump. Yeah, and there's a bunch of little guys you can get it from there. And uh, And then you should just use it to kill him. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly... uh, It's not very hard once you get to the top. He can kind of chase you down on the way up and and smack into you, but once you get up there, you can just high jump, blast right through. Yeah, you can even high jump through him while he's lightninging. While he is giving lightning. Yeah, you just have to touch. Yeah, yeah. What is the term for when someone f- makes lightning? Uh, emish- emitting light? I guess so. So yeah, you, you can use it while he's emitting lightning. <laughs> there we go. Bolting around. So you defeat Krako, the fan favorite apparently, and you find yourself in World 5. The Yogurt Yard. Again, I this name doesn't really match much of the level this level is kind of a mishmash of you know it's, it's got a little something from everything it looked like there's definitely no yard no no it's mainly like mountains and caves and stuff like that i found yeah it's uh i mean 
I guess they were just stuck for alliterative food puns, so this is what you get. But Yeah, the mini-bosses here, uh, the new ones, there's only one, and that's the Fire Lion. And it's, I love this boss. Uh, it's a... Uh, a lion? Yeah, and it's, um, like, it does all these cute animations when it swats at you with its claw. and, and Yeah, it's definitely you know. trying to be a little cuter than the other ones. But it does maul you. Yes, that's what's so funny is that it does it cute. Like, when it gets a hold of you and it kind of you know, turns back to the screen a little. It's yeah. Got you and it's just tearing you up uh, and uh, cutely. So cutely. And uh, if you defeat him, you get the fireball ability. So that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the museum here, you'll find Rocky, who gives you the rock ability, and Twister for the tornado. Yeah, both passes for me. And I, I took the tornado. Uh, at the arena, you find Bonkers. So that's a, this is the best place to get the hammer late game. Man, I wish I would have thought of that. I wish you would have too. <laughs> and you go through all the levels here in World 5, and you find Heavy Mole. I couldn't quite understand what this boss was because it looks weird, but yeah. it's really cool. Like It totally breaks the theme with the other bosses because it's like a robot. Yeah. And not even a robot that's like looks like an animal. It's I couldn't tell what was going on in very there. Very vaguely a mole. It's got big claw drill things that are just breaking rocks and dirt as it goes along. Yeah, and it moves on a kind of random, I don't know if it's random, but it moves on a twisty kind of path that's burrowing through and you have to keep up with it or be left behind or or pushed off the screen. So, But as it moves, it what shoots little, those moles, what are those? It shoots things out behind it. And uh, those things, if you suck them up, what do they give you? I don't know. I, I, did, I thought it was nothing. I just kept shooting them back, to be honest with you. No, they give you something. Oh. It's probably awesome. It is probably <laughs> awesome. Uh, I went in there with the hammer, and I just tore that thing up. Really? Beat him down real fast? Or? Yeah. like uh. He doesn't even get to like uh, the next bend of its up-down movement. <laughs> oh, man. I really made this harder than it needed to be. And so I would say um, once you get through World 5 and you find yourself in World 6, which is the... The Orange Ocean. The Orange Ocean. That is where the game really starts to pick up in difficulty. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah they're they're throwing they have they're starting to throw all the tricks at you you know now as you can imagine uh, this is more of an ocean which sucks because theme. Kirby's not the best in the water there's some but, glacier areas and the really cool ship level uh, oh and an awesome ship but um there's no new mid bosses they're all repeats from before sure and you know all the levels now have parts of them that are hard yeah there's. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, areas, too, where, you know, there's another one of these, like, open cavern areas. That's what I started calling them, where it's like, oh, there's a bunch of, you know, doors in here. you got to find your way through, but, you know. A little puzzly. A little less uh, room for error because the enemies are, are coming at you. And we get some ice stuff here, too. Have we really talked about the ice level? There haven't been a lot, but the ice is really slippery. And since it frequently is on uh, the, a diagonal plane, like a 45-degree, like, it can be. It can be treacherous. But I find that since you can fly, it's not that bad. Yeah, precisely. The museum has a wheelie in it. The mm -hmm. arena has your favorite, the Fire Lion. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's not a lot else to say, I think, about this world, except for its boss. Is the Meta Knight. You finally get to fight Meta Knight himself. And uh, it's my favorite uh, boss to fight in this game. Uh, it's really cool the way it starts out. <laughs> he kind of gives you a little, like, hey, come on. Yeah, he's up there with his, uh, like, swirls his cape around and... And then from the sky, ping, sword falls sticks in, in the ground. Sticks in the ground, yeah. yeah. You go pick it up, 
now it's time to duel. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. He's not really that tough, though. No, but it's just the style of it. It really feels like, yeah, I finally got to you, Meta Knight. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Now, you beat him and his mask comes off, right? Yeah. And so he's a black Kirby? That's I, that's what I think. He's that's a, what he looks like, He is right? the like, same race as whatever Kirby is, but he's a black one. Dun, dun, dun. Or purple or whatever he is, but... Dark. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know. That made me... Really made me want to learn more about Meta Knight. Yeah, well, he's what's his deal, man? Here's what I know about Meta Knight. He has an army, and he's got that mm. that big ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one you fight on in Smash Brothers. Well, maybe I. We'll get. We'll do some research here. Meta Knight research. But no. uh, you defeat Meta Knight, and then you're moving on to the final World Seven Rainbow Resort. It's kind of rainbowy. Yeah, it's another. But it's more space themed, I think, than anything else. You get I, this is a graphically my favorite level. Um, it's very neon. You get like that night level, where it's like you know it's a neat. It's real. It's all black and just. Uh, you mean the black and white level? Well, not the black and white level. This is like black and blue. You okay. know what I mean? Where it's like real. This I think it's seven uh, one or, uh, but it's just like I, I didn't even. I don't know if there were any guys with the light power there, but I was like I'm not going to use it because I think it looks cool. Like uh, right, and then. Then you get like a mini boss tower where you you know you're going up fighting each of the and uh, apparently there's a secret harder mini boss tower you can get to in there as well. What was it? So like? many places in 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 the Kirby levels to get to the switches or whatever. There's secret doors and there's a secret door in the the hub I think in the lobby to get to that harder. I didn't think tower. there would be secret rooms in the hub. Okay, well, well, one of the coolest things about this world is the last stage. Yeah, the black and white stage. Well, what it is is it's a full tribute to the original Game Boy game. And oh. every part of that level is a different stage in the original Kirby okay, game. Okay, okay. I really like the way, that, you know, the whole thing's black. And, even your, like, status bar at the bottom, you know, everything's black and white and shaded. It looks really cool. And Then that's why. And the music sounds like, okay, yeah, so okay. That game, so it's like you're going back through the original game right here at the end before... You fight the man himself. Yes. King DDD. He's a... Who is he, a penguin, I guess? Yeah, he's a penguin. Okay. Just make it was, it, that's what I assume. He's got very similar powers to you. Yeah, he inflates himself, and he's, you know, he can suck you in. Mm-hmm. But he's not that hard. No, I mean, he's a little... Uh, I found the hardest parts was when he inflated, but if you inflate yourself and just fly to the middle top of the screen, he goes off somewhere... It doesn't bother you. Yeah, I always just slid underneath him when he inflated at me. Okay. Because I was trying to stay like, because he comes at you with a hammer, but he always stops short. Yes. So if you just stand there, he swings, misses, you get a star, sh- uh, shoot it back at him. That's what I was doing. But... And, you know, it only takes like five or six hits, and he's gone. Yeah, it took me like four tries to beat him. So, Indeed. You then reassemble. Every piece of that star rod. Yeah, you're now you're really jamming. And, and you are making your way back to that fountain. You're going to stick it back in its rightful spot. But yeah. Dee holding on. Yeah, he's really begging, like dragging you. Like, no, it's so funny. I was laughing hard, man, actually. It was pretty good. It's well animated. And what you find out, spoiler alert, dun dun, is that Dee was actually trying to do good. Yeah, it's funny that I was like, oh, that's a neat twist, even though he could have just told you <laughs> at any given time. But Indeed. But why the reason he broke the star rod into so many pieces is that Nightmare himself was trying to get it. 
So he was really protecting it. Much like Princess Zelda broke the Triforce, he was breaking the Sauron to keep it out of the wrong hands. So once you have uh, reassembled it, Nightmare is here to fight. Yeah, this orb thing comes out of the... And, and in a cool little uh, teamwork thing, VDD sees it, sticks you in his mouth, and spits you out in the air to chase after the Nightmare Orb. And he shoots you into the sky, where you are now doing a side-scrolling shooter level. Yeah, it feels like Gradius. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, and it's a little hard. Yes, yeah. I died there. I died several times by running out of time. Like, I didn't kill it Okay, so <laughs> there's two ways to die here. You can die from just getting killed. Because it's rough. Yeah, there's this like multicolored orb that's just, you know, shooting stars of, you know, it has several patterns and, you know, you got to kind of learn them and dodge them. Just think life force. Yep. Yep. While firing back. But, but if you don't get to, if you don't defeat him fast enough, the board starts shrinking until it will crush you. And it's like, it's always like when I'd be, he'd almost be dead. And then it's like, I'm like, no, I just need to hit him a couple more times. But, you know, I've, I beat him the second time, and my advice to anyone that gets stuck in a shmup is do not pay any attention to the thing you're shooting. Yeah, just watch the pattern of the bullets. Just watch <laughs> watch your guy and just dodge and fire. Yeah, you can just, if you have turbo, hold it down and just keep moving, and you'll eventually get him. You'll get him eventually. And you do. You beat the, the orb, of the nightmare orb, and you come back down to the ground, but the game's not over yet. No. Now you actually have to fight nightmare himself i i saw this listed as nightmare vampire but oh man that's great because here's what i wrote is he a star shooting vampire (laughs) well the answer is yes he does kind of resemble dracula from castlevania i think in a way with the he's a very cheesy vampire style guy but it also tricked me because i died quite a few times just assuming i was like well you got to hit him in the head i I've seen this no, no, you need to hit him in the, the color yeah, part when color he opens his cape. Energy part. Uh, <laughs> so what I found was that you do not want to fly in this part at all. No, you just stay on the here. Because you also have a elevated jump in this area. Oh, really? It seems like you can jump a little higher. Between that and having the star rod, you, you can stay in the left corner area, and he will never hit you during his swoops. Well, yeah, that's a trick. If you don't react to his, most of his flying stuff, then he just won't even come near you. So. No. So if you're in that corner, all you have to do is dodge the stars he shoots out at a 45-degree angle, and you are set. He's, he's really not that hard once you get his patterns down. Yeah, he's not bad. So. Did you ever get to, like, I mean, you can't really get here with powers, right? Like, No, I think you can only get here with that star oh, rod. Oh, right, so, star rod. So you beat him with the star rod. Boom. He dies, explodes, goes back to vampire heaven or hell. I don't wherever, know where. Wherever those jerks come from. But then you get to hang with DDD. Yeah, yeah. You get to, you know, know that he was actually all right. Yeah, and you put the, the star rod back and the fountain, you know, shoots some water out. It's pretty cool. And then you get like a real complete ending. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best Nintendo endings ever. Yeah, yeah. Quality. You get a full credit sequence with real names. Yeah, yeah. A cutscene. You get music that's just for the ending. Yeah, you get it all, man. They didn't they didn't screw you on this. Uh... You get an end screen with a game over. <laughs> and to top it off in that little box that shows your copy ability, mm-hmm. you get a waving hand. Oh yeah, bye-bye. That says bye-bye. Yeah, it's that's adorable. It's adorable and it is a classic way to go out. It sure is. <laughs> So we find ourselves here at the final segment, Nick. 
our review section. Now, as you all at home know, we use the classic Nintendo Power Reviews system, which means we have a scale of... 1 to 5? For each category, starting with... Graphics and Sound. Uh, so, um, how did you rate this game's graphics and sound, Eric? I gave it a solid 5. I see. Uh, I gave it a 4.5. Um, it's not that... Uh, Everything looks really good. It's crisp, super colorful and stuff, but yeah, just the nature of the characters means that there's they're not like super detailed, you know, like true, but I found them all to be very unique and very uh, stylized in a way that just really had them stand out. That's true, it's true. And uh, I think this is one of the games too that would look a lot better on a CRT because you can see in certain like uh, the like if you pause it and are looking at the item descriptions like the font you'll see little uh, certain pixels are different colors and stuff where I'm like I think in a an older TV this would kind of blend into a better uh, definitely they do a lot of those tricks. Also, I like the fact that there is a new graphic for every copy ability. Not just on your character, but in that little box. That's true. They, there's a, you know, a wide variety of sprites in this game. Not just sprites, but animations. And the animations in this game are very fluid. It's true. And, I mean, especially since Kirby himself, you know, you have so many different uh, actions you can do. And they all have their own, you know, sliding, jumping, ducking, all kinds of stuff. So they, they, really, they really give you a lot of variety uh, in sprites and graphics. And as far as the music is concerned... The music is great, and there are just so many different music tracks. It's and the music itself too feels a lot more dense than most video games. Like there's a lot coming at you. Like it's busy. Like and not in a bad way, but you know it's. Oh no, not at all. It's good. It's good stuff. It is. In fact, hopefully the right song's playing as we talk now. (laughs) But the final fight music is so intense and awesome that I'm totally putting that on some sort of mixtape. Yeah, the well, the whole like the last level has a lot of neat uh, the graphics. Like having just seen Doctor Strange, spoilers. Like there's a lot of weird trippy space stuff, and it kind of reminded me of that because it's a lot of black with uh, rainbowy spectral graphics and colors. Next up, we have the play control, and I gave that a two point five. I also gave it a two point five, right in the middle there. And yeah, it's not, not because it's bad, just because it's. A little hard and confusing. Well, you gotta. I mean, I really think they did the best they could with cramming all of the controls that Kirby has into such a small, like a limited controller with only four buttons and a. You know. Yeah, it definitely um, suffers from some of the things that like a Castlevania would, where you just have to use an up and a button press to do something. You know, I would find myself flying when I didn't want to, mm-hmm. or inhaling when I didn't want to. So therefore, like. I'd be landing and wanting to suck a guy up, but instead I'm uh, blowing a puff at him and killing him. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's quite a few games uh, for the NES that also, you know, they were uh, shackled by the two buttons, you know, limitations. So, and, you know, this is kind of like that, but, you know, I learned to put up with a lot of that back in the day, so. Yeah, it's definitely not one I would shy away from just because of the controls. Next up, we have the challenge factor. I would give the challenge a 2.5. I also gave it a 2.5. All right. I feel like the game is really pretty easy up mm-hmm. until the sixth level. Well, I would, really, to be honest with you, I was impressed that it was, wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. Like, where you can fly, 
Yeah, no, okay, I'll go with you there. <laughs> like, I thought it would be, a, you know, I was, I was actually, the, okay, it takes a little brain power. And... There's a mild challenge through the beginning levels. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that's going to really, like, beat you against the wall. You no. may have to continue once or twice. Yeah, it's... But there are points when you get to the sixth and seventh level where you will just deplete all your men. And, uh, yeah, and sometimes you can, you know, I didn't do this much, but it sounded like you did come up with a good... Uh, uh, coffee power to use to get you know like there's there's a strategy to it too so that that helps but it's yeah you can definitely change the uh curve on your challenge rating there depending on what items you go in with so finally we have theme and fun i gave this a five man we are almost exact on this one <laughs> i gave it a five as well like we've said each world has a very solid theme I mean, it may not exactly uh, reflect the name of the world, but it's pretty consistent all the way throughout. I'm not in such a hurry to blast through and beat the game, even though that's kind of what I did. But, you know, it, I knew, I can tell there's a lot more of uh, stones that are unturned that, you know, I look forward to going back and, you know, finding the best ways to beat certain bosses, or I suspect they're mostly laser, but uh we'll You know, <laughs> you'll find, while laser's fun, it's not very strong. Oh, uh, well... Again, see, there's so much there, it's, and that, I like there that. There is. There is so much fun to be had in this game just because there's that joy of exploring, the joy of discovering new items, mm-hmm. and there are, you know, so many different levels to do it in. And it's, you know, like we said before, the challenge, it's just hard enough to make it rewarding, you know, when you when you find or do something new. Like, it, you, it's not a cakewalk, so it lends a little value to your accomplishments. Yes, indeed. That brings us to the very final question. Should you play this game? Yes, you should. I agree. I think that uh, this game is possibly one of the top ten, maybe five games for the Nintendo. Yeah, I'll have to revise my uh, personal headcanon, I guess, because uh, you know, as someone who'd never played it really, as a young man, I uh, was... Uh, pleasantly surprised like it's a you know it is a later game so of course it's very well done by some of the best and uh yeah it really pushes the nintendo to its limits it uses every trick that the machine can handle and even some that apparently it can't that they just faked (laughs) next week's game will be kid icarus find yourself a controller or cartridge or any copy you can and play along So remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or stuff we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at Cart Command. Please like us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. And you can subscribe to this show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps. Please give to us on Patreon.com. Your support helps make this show happen. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos... Game on! So how fun was sitting through that, Abby? (laughs) That's pretty good.